All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to a uh, another episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Now we'll do the intro. All right, so that was fun. Uh, well, we're out of practice, though, because we missed last week, so... Uh, yeah, if, if any of you noticed, we did have an episode last week. I don't even think I tweeted it out. I think just we just didn't have an episode. So, oh, okay. Well, surprise, we're back. Um, yeah, Ian, Ian was moving and had a bunch of crap going on. So it just worked out where we were just going to give it give it a week and then come back uh, come back here. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we had done a pretty good job of staying on schedule. But, yeah, every now and then. Yeah, yeah, you got to – you know, take a break every now and then. Other stuff going on. So, but we're 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 back. We're back. We're ready to go. We got Batman the animated series again. We got three great episodes to get to. We have the two parter, the two parter, th- uh, feet of clay, and then we have Joker's favor, which is top five greatest episodes of the whole series. So, um, that's gonna be fun. I-, I can't wait to talk about those. Uh, before that though, we're gonna talk a little news. Uh, movies we've seen and also of course movie swap so uh we're we're way behind with with news, news but, yeah. but batman principal photography has started filming um matt reeves tweeted out the one of the first slates and so that's fun um apparently well, also, oh. i was just gonna say apparently they're about to change i think they're about done shooting in glasgow right yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw something about to uh, go to England now. So I don't know if they're like done, done, or just shooting in England and going back. I, I have no idea. But um, who knows? Because uh, I think wasn't like the preliminary, like the main sound stages in Glasgow. I thought they were in England. Oh, maybe. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. But I anyway, so, yeah. that's so that's going on. We still well, gotten, we also we still haven't really gotten anything though. We also got a well. I mean, with the the tweet he put out, it also confirmed the title, which we hadn't really ever had one hundred percent confirmation on. Um, like I thought, I thought as, that know, was. I thought that was confirmed already. No, never officially. I mean, like oh. it was literally just the title everyone assumed as soon as it was Matt Reeves was doing the Batman movie because I'm pretty sure that was the rumor that that was going to be what, you know, Ben Affleck was going to call his movie. But now it's, yeah, it is officially just the Batman. I, I still think that was already announced at least as a working title. As a working title. Yeah. But it was, it was never like, you know, the, like, you know how they'll do like the poster and the title and right. announce it like that, or like announce, you know, the new bond will be called. Well, you know, yeah, no time that, to die yeah, I get, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's just kind of like, oh, okay. It's well, confirmed. still, it still could just be working title, because uh, I mean, sometimes they put the working titles on on movie stuff. So, I mean, it could be they could change it, you know, right before release or something, right before you know post production. They do they've done that sometimes, but yeah, yeah, as of now. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll we'll see uh, if we get anything real concrete and real exciting coming out. Again, we keep saying we expect something, and then nothing's been happening. So, well, I, I guess I'm kind of glad. I, I'm glad that they're keeping stuff secretive, and you know, stuff is being spoiled constantly. Because um, it's like you know, some movies. Like I remember when the Avengers came out, and it was like, my God, every like 
every scene of the New York battle was like posted and it's like Oh, you know, sure, sure. I, I don't mean know. leaked stuff. I meant like I just figured we would have gotten something by now. Yeah, some some costume designs or you know some character reveals would be cool. Yeah, yeah, you know something like that. But yeah, who knows? Anyway, uh, what's some other stuff that's been going on? I feel like not a whole Anything. lot. I feel like even yeah. even the week we've been out there hasn't been a whole lot. Yeah, that's yeah that that's the main thing is just some of that stuff. Uh, Birds of Prey does that come out oh, this God. week or next week? Yeah, this week. Yeah, well. Yeah, there's like I've heard it, they're eyeing to like a forty million dollar opening. Like I, 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 I thought, thought it was like fifty. I thought I saw fifty million. Yeah, forty to fifty depends. Um, like I remember like tweeting like this movie's gonna make a billion dollars. That was before I remembered it's rated R. And I'm yeah, like, well that is true, but Joker just did so. Yeah, but th- this is not going to be that. Like, the problem is, like, who is this for? Because they're they're doing the same marketing as like Terminator, Dark Fate, and Charlie's yeah. Angels. Like, I don't know if you saw Ewan McGregor was saying, like, oh, this movie is going to tackle misogyny and all that stuff. It's like, oh god. So it's like, who is this movie for? If they're going to go the whole feminist route, but it's rated R and it's like, I don't know, dark and violent. So like, that's why I'm like, okay, yeah, forty million dollars probably is going to be more accurate. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's not gonna make definitely not gonna make a billion. At this point, I I don't know. But people I don't do love Harley Quinn, so I wouldn't be surprised if it did. <sighs> I don't know. I'm sure I'll see it at some point. Oh really? Probably. There's nothing I, like, else. I know that's true. I haven't like, seen a movie since Bad Boys till oh, last wow. night. Yeah, now that's are, also are. because I started two jobs and. Well, that would do it, too. have no time, so that's another big reason. But there's also not much I've been caring any to see. Usually January is the time where movies it's go bad. to die, but apparently this is February. Yeah, yeah. Because um, January was pretty solid. Yeah, it actually wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I'll probably see it at some point. Who knows? It has 90% critic rating. Of course so, it does. With 77 viewers so i mean of course the critics are gonna love it like the clips i've seen are, are cringeworthy so i'm i'm not yeah yeah nothing i've seen other than ewan mcgregor has appealed oh, yeah, to me whatsoever yeah and so i think it at this point in the year it, it's I, i'll probably just go just see ewan mcgregor but yeah because um, yeah, god knows when we'll see him as obi-wan never um uh, moving on uh yeah there's not really any other news i don't think so uh uh, I mean, uh, uh, today, Kirk Douglas passed away. Oh, There's... did he? Yeah, 103. Man, that's a shame. Yes, but, you know, he lived a he lived a full, long life, man. Uh, there's not too many people who you could say lived a full, a fuller life than, uh, than Kirk Douglas. Oh, like, I remember, like, I remember he was at the premiere of the last season of Spartacus. It was like, my God, like. And that was, I think he was a hundred. I think he turned a hundred when it happened. So it was like, nah, it's, it's sad to see him go, but he's got a great long filmography we can always look back to. Oh sure, yeah, no, no, of favorites. course. Yeah. Do what? One of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I mean, one of the all-time greats. No, you know. Oh yeah. No, no ifs ands buts about it. It's uh. Oh. So yeah, that that's shame. That's shame. But um. All right. Uh. So, Ian, have you seen any movies? Well, uh, did we, did we, did I talk about me seeing 1917 last time? No, because you still hadn't seen it. I can't remember. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I saw it the the last week and I was at Fort Rucker. Okay, yes. yeah, so I did finally see it. 
Moron. Uh, <laughs> no, it's because I hurt my neck that one. I don't care before. about your stupid pulled muscle old man <laughs> fluke injury. It was no. all an elaborate excuse. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I finally saw it, and yeah, it is absolutely amazing. It's, I mean, I, I can't. Brilliant. I can't think of the last time I saw a movie anything like that. Because um, there, you know, there are other movies that have done like the one take, the whole runtime, like Birdman and a couple other. But I think this is really the only movie that warrants it and actually like makes the overall experience better. Because like doing the whole one take continuous, like you know, shot, like you really get that 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 sense of time where like yeah. time is the enemy, and like you, you know, whereas like if you had cuts and they just cut to them, you know resting before the next action scene it would kind of defeat the momentum where like the whole movie you were just like biting your nails and you're thinking okay remember guys you have to get to the battalion you know in the morning before they attack and it's like right. that's always in the back of your mind but no my god visually if roger deakins does not win cinematography like we should riot and we should just <laughs> like, like no one else can win like it's that's unbelievable what they were able to accomplish all right before we talk any more about the movie I just want to get this out of the way because then we don't have to worry about it. There are a couple things that annoyed me with the movie. Okay. Very few. One is not a real annoyance, but okay. like I had to see it twice because the first time I was too distracted with it all being one take. Sure. Like it's, and it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing because it's so amazing, but it's almost so amazing that I wasn't even watching a movie for parts yeah. of it because I was just watching the fact that this is just one big long take and I was sitting there like I have no idea how this is happening so many times I was just mm. like I have no idea how this is happening how 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 did they how did they do this <laughs> sure. so that's not a complaint but it definitely was a thing that that took me out of the movie a few times just because it was so impressive uh, another yeah. thing though um, the timing doesn't really make any sense because the whole thing was at the beginning with Colin, um, with Colin Firth. He's like, all right, you have to, we have to get a message here before tomorrow morning. Cause that's when they attack. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, do you think you can, you think you can do that? You know, you think you can make it in time? And they're like, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're making it seem like, oh, this, th th like they're going to barely make it. This is very difficult. And, and it turns out it, it really isn't because the guy gets knocked out for six hours or whatever. And then still, I mean, he, he's a little late, but still kind of makes it in time. Yeah. So I don't well, really get where this urgency came from. Well, that's also like barring like, you know, all the obstacles in the sure, way. I mean, sure, like... but like that's a long chunk of time where it's like well, I mean, do we we don't we don't know it's six hours though i mean like it's it's almost okay you know, when he gets knocked out it's still perfectly daylight yeah so it's clearly no later than like six yeah and but then, we don't know when he got then, knocked out and though. then when he gets uh, wait what i mean like he could have gotten knocked out like sometime after noon you know wait what wait what no there it's, it doesn't out. start in the morning it's already the afternoon. When he gets knocked out. No, the beginning of the movie starts in the afternoon. Yeah. And then when he gets knocked out, it's like, what? It, it, I mean, it's it, since they already started in the afternoon, it's 
and the movie been going for like an hour or whatever, it's probably like six, you know, five or six. Yeah. And then when he wakes up, it's 6 a.m. He wakes up. Oh, oh, wait, no. No, when he wakes up is it's like right before nighttime. Uh, no, it's fully dark when he wakes up. Yeah, but then he goes through the city. Right, and then he's with the, the girl, and then he's counting the chimes, and it's 6 a.m., and then he has to go, and then then it's daylight again. Oh, you're right. Okay. So he yeah. was out for like 10 hours or something. It's like yeah, they had plenty of time if it only took like two hours of walking for them to get there. Yeah, but then he also rode on a truck. He got a ride with that oh, one. Oh, please. He was on a truck for like, thir- like two minutes. But still, it's, it's two soldiers crossing no man's land, all this enemy-occupied enemy territory. You you have to give them extra time. Yeah, but they had like 15 hours for this trip. That that, that took them two to traverse. I mean, okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but... The, because it's one long take, it, yeah, the, the passage of time doesn't right. add up. But that, that's it, that's just you being picky. That's... I No, I, I agree. It is. And it doesn't matter. But it just is one thing where I was like, I, I don't feel this sense of urgency if you can just I, I be gone did. this long. Uh, no, it still feels the sense of urgency as far as, like, we can't stay in no man's land. You know, like, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as, like, getting there on time... Uh, that didn't really come across because of that, at least not uh, to me. I, I was always thinking about that. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you, you, you're cutting it close here. I'm like, you're, I'm like, uh, I forget like where he was. Like, I thought he was kind of like dragging his feet, or whatever. But I don't know. I, I was, I, I felt the urgency for sure. But I'm definitely, gonna, I'm gonna see it again this weekend. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I really no, want to. Yeah, definitely like, need to see it more. Um, yeah, because yeah, what else am I gonna see? That's true too. Um, and then uh, the other thing. Kind of same thing with the time is is the distance. I don't really feel like makes a lot of sense. <sighs> like they're in the they get to that house, and it seems like that is really far away from where they which were. Which house? The one that um, which house? The, the the one where the plane crashes. Oh yeah, the little farmland. Or that whatever. seems like it's really far away from where they were, and they I mean, got they, there they, in like forty minutes. Well, I mean, they less. go across like no man's land. Sure, sure, but I just feel like that's f- supposed to be farther away than how they could have possibly traveled in that same amount of time. I don't know what else this film crew could have done, Mark, to help immerse you in this experience anymore. But <laughs> my God, make sure to write the same end as you know what, Sam. You just you didn't quite pull it off. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with that. It's this, just... this movie. This movie should have been. The, Mark wants this movie to be a fifteen-hour-long movie to actually feel completely real and That's immersive. Not... Yeah, I want us to sit there and watch him knocked out for the twelve hours he was. Exactly. Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the longest intermission ever. <laughs> oh man, I could see some stupid art thing doing that. Oh, man. absolutely. Yeah, and people hailing it as like the most accurate movie ever. The character was actually unconscious. We just watched him there for hours. Yeah, that's so stupid. <laughs> Freaking uh, uh, Richard Linklater is going to do that for his next film. Oh, oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Man, that's funny. Um, No, okay, the best part of the whole movie is the shot that I still don't know how they did it, and I can't wait for this to come out on Blu-ray so that I can find out how. Um, Now, they've already had some like behind-the-scenes stuff of how they did oh. certain shots, but the shot 
of when they're going across they're going across no man's land they're getting closer to the the german bunker and they have to go down into that giant crater that's full of water and bodies yeah and you watch them the cameras next to them as they climb up the side and then down into it and then they go around to to walk along the edge of the to not go through the water but the camera just goes straight through the water and then follows them up the other side through the thorns onto the top of the hill. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I have yeah. no idea how they did yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, again, this movie is just a filmmaker. Like it had film. to be walked up with something and then like somehow cut to a crane, which yeah. I don't even know where the crane would have been on that yeah. set. And then cut back to like a another because the crane the camera goes through like you see the thorn bushes and it goes straight through them so unless it's yeah. just or not the thorn the um the the uh, barbed wire, wire yeah. so unless it's just that part's all cgi which it doesn't look like it no i i have no idea how they did that shot and there's yeah, many I mean, there's many shots like that but that oh, one yeah. in particular both times i saw it i'm just i, I was I, I have no idea how this shot was stitched together like that well, I love just all the practical sets, like the freaking yeah. like when they get out of the bunker and there's that where they were shooting the artillery, and it's just all of the freaking shell casings everywhere. And yep. then, you know, you get to the town and you actually see what they actually constructed. Like when you look at the behind the scenes, like uh, it's it's such a like a, a film like film fanatics like love fest of just seeing like again like I I I don't know if I really saw a whole lot of CGI, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Here and there, but like no, like no background CGI, no like CGI armies or whatever. It was like it was so like just pure looking. It, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yeah. The only the only part of bad CGI in the movie is when he jumps into the water. Oh, from uh, like when he jumped when he's being chased. Yeah, that looks yeah, really I, bad, and yeah, I'm shocked a- it looks so bad. I'd have to see it. I mean, I noticed it, but I don't think I remember it being that bad. But I'll have to check it out again. It's 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 pretty it's pretty rough. Like the, bo- it, the body doesn't move. It's just like still, uh, the arms and legs are flailing. Like it. That like, that's wait, the, the way only the camera part goes where down was, with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the only part. Yeah, where it's like, eh, that wasn't that. Well, you know, that wasn't great, but it's it's fine. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it doesn't bother anything. It's a great no. movie. Fantastic. It, it One is, of the best yeah. of the year. One of the best war movies ever. For sure. Still like Hacksaw Ridge better, sure. but just by a little bit. That's probably second favorite yeah. war movie. It it probably is my second favorite war movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like I don't know if I like this or Dunkirk more. It's like neck and neck. Yeah, but it feels it feels the same. To me, they it both does, felt yeah. like like the same type of movie. Yeah, they're, they're not your traditional war movie where right. you know you just follow a platoon or one mission it's it's like it's all about it's not about the enemy or the fighting it's about like the the fear and the kind of anxiety yep yep oh yeah and that's what that's another thing this movie does so well yeah that is just right from the start it's just suspense up to like the nth degree with with no action no it's it's brilliant really really well done great movie great movie um okay so have you seen anything else that's all I've seen, yeah. All right, I hadn't seen anything. That's shocking. Um, other than uh, uh, the movie swap movie I watched last week, I hadn't seen anything until two days ago. 
And I was like, I need to watch a movie. And for some reason, I was just in the mood to watch a Nicolas Cage movie. Okay. Uh, because I watched National Treasure a few days oh, ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, which that movie is unironically a fantastic movie. Oh, it's a great movie. It's great. It is a lot of fun. It, it's it's really it's well written. Everything about it's really good. Anyway, yeah. I, I love that movie. Even the that's second a, one's fine. Um, yeah, sorry, not bad. And they're making a third one, and I don't care. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't know um, about but I watched it. I watched that again. But anyway, so I wanted to watch a Nicolas Cage movie because I haven't seen enough of them. And so I was like, I just want to watch like a bad Nicolas Cage movie. Like one oh, of his like funny. straight to video, something like that. And I was like, ah, oh, didn't he do? A, I was like, didn't he do a movie? He did a movie with Amber Heard. So I was like, oh, no. So I was looking this up and I was like, what movie was that? And I found it and it was Drive Angry. Yeah. And I watched that. Dude. This movie is horrible, but in every possible great way. It was fantastic. Oh, it is the, this is the thing. As I watch the whole movie, I'm like, this is the ultimate male fantasy movie with zero shame and just flaunts it. Like takes it to the nth degree. Isn't uh, William Fichtner the bad guy? Yes. And he's great. Well, uh, he's one of them. He ends, he ends up, he's not the. He's not the main bad guy. He's like a tertiary character who's great. Um, he is great. Like because you have the, you have Nicolas Cage, Amber Heard, and William Fitchner. They they run the movie because they're even though this movie's ridiculous and stupid <laughs> and the script is awful, they're all they're great. Um, or they try their best with with this. Um, okay, like this this is what happens. Like right from the start, you just have Nicolas Cage driving in you know driving chasing these guys in these cool cars and like crap like flips their crap like spins them crash them their car like flips like 90 times and then he just like does the cool shot where he drives into frame and just sticks the gun like out the window right into the camera and then just like blasts the first guy away and then it's like just straight up killing all the people and getting the cool little badass moments of this and then the cool one-liner before he kills the guy and then and then he shoots the ground where he, he where there's a trail of gas to go in and blow oh, up all the cars as he's walking right like everything right off the bat you're like okay I'm in I'm already in <laughs> and then and then later he like meets Amber Heard who gets like she quits her job at a diner where she's not treated right and stuff like that I think they're in Colorado or somewhere like southern Colorado and then although they make it seem like it's all Texas they make it seem like yeah. everything in this movie is in Texas um, when that, only yeah. a part is I don't think any of it's in Texas probably not but everyone talks in a Texas accent um, <laughs> but anyway and so she like quits and she goes back to her boyfriend who's not that great but she's just kind of stuck in this and doesn't really care and then of course he's cheating on her when she goes in so then she freaks out and then that leads to him now beating her up so then Nicholas Cage sees that because she gave him is a ride right? and then he goes over there and then he yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> yeah, they thought about that. Is a little yeah. ironic. Uh, this was yeah. before then, but uh, of course. And so then he gets to go over and beats up the guy who's beating up the the hot girl, and it's and it, so and then he gets to be you know spend the next next uh, the rest of the movie with the hot girl. You know he's doing the walk away from explosions. You got the awesome muscle cars he gets to drive around. He drinks. Beer out of us out of the guy's skull at the end. 
Good God. And the this is the ultimate one, man. There's a scene, they stop at a truck stop somewhere in like Louisiana or maybe before him and Amber Heard. And the waitress there is like flirting with him and stuff like that. So then you have a shot of Amber Heard. She's like trying to get with this other guy and they're in this in a hotel room. And then you just hear sounds of uh, sex coming out of the other room. And then you look in and he's in there fully clothed with sunglasses on and a cigar having sex with the the waitress. <laughs> and then the bad guys come in. And he proceeds to have a shootout while having sex and drinking whiskey at the same time. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I've never seen anything like this. And I'm sitting like, they're literally, they just took a list of anything someone could consider cool (laughs) and didn't just use all of them, but, but combine them all. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, I'm, it I'm had sure Nicholas no Cage had plenty of input about it going over the top. And I was like, you know what? You have to respect this level you do. of not caring. And I'm like, I'm in. This is, I, I'm having a blast. Like, this, it, <laughs> the story makes no sense. It, there's oh. some satan, satanic cult leader oh. that killed Nicholas Cage's daughter and her and his, his son in law. And she had just had a baby, and they stole the baby, and are going to sacrifice her in order to bring hell to earth. Something like that. And it's Not some, what I expected. Some, yeah, no, it, the title is the worst title ever, Drive That's Angry. Bad. One, it's yeah. bad grammar. Two, it doesn't... <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, that. that's on yeah. the... Ba- it's on the license plate of Amber Heard's car. That's the only reference to that. So yeah. they named it after the license plate... Of the car. Um, yeah, it doesn't make yeah. any sense, but it's <laughs> it's just the most brain-numbing, cheese-filled, stupid script, explosion, bad CGI, action. <laughs> it's, it's, it was, it was great. It was great. Well, it was everything I was hoping it was when I started to watch it. Well, I'm everything. not surprised. You, you have to see this movie, and it is an experience like none other. I might um, have to. <laughs> anyway. That was fun. Uh, then last night, I went to go see The Gentleman, which is the only movie oh. that's been in theaters that I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. So finally saw that, and it was great. It was, was great. It? Guy Ritchie's back, man. I it's, Yeah, I mean, his last couple of movies, yeah, have, haven't been great. Because but... this is all he can do. Yeah. This British is gangsters. what he can do. Exactly yeah. this movie. Um, every, all the reviews, I heard people saying it was his best movie since Snatch. And I was like, well, Snatch was awesome, so I'm in. And uh, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's up to par with like a, with like Snatch, and it is, okay. it is so much fun. I liked it a lot. It oh, it toes it this line of being, you know, clever and stuff like that, but without going like too far to being like pretentious. Yeah. So it toes that line really well. Of you know, it plays with the dialogue. I mean, there's literally scenes that happen where the guy. Because the whole movie is Hugh Grant basically telling a story. That's okay. that's pretty much the movie, and so a lot of it plays in I guess I guess flashbacks is I guess you could call it. But like, there's moments without spoiling too much. Like, there's moments where this big action thing will happen, like he's telling this big thing, and then Charlie Hunnam, who he's talking to, will be like, "That's not what happened." And he'll be like, "I oh, know, yeah. I know," but we needed an action scene, like, <laughs> but, but fourth wall breaks, yeah. 
but but without it actually being a fourth wall break. Yeah, no, I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just it, but it's cleverly done. Yeah, and he's great uh, it. It, it was it was. I mean, everyone in it is just fantastic. Everyone does Sweet. a great job. McConaughey's great. Charlie Hunnam is great. Um, Hugh Grant's great. And uh, by far, best character in the movie is Colin Farrell. Not oh. even close. Not even close. He is like he's like the player that comes off the bench and scores 30 points and 10 rebounds in like six minutes. Mm-hmm. Like he just it's not a cameo. It's it's more than that. But it's amazing. He He's the best moments of the movie. He's he's fantastic. That's sweet. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd I highly recommend see seeing this movie. It was it was it was a lot of fun. Really well Sweet. done. Oh, good guy, Richie Flick. Yeah, it's nice to see again because it's been so long. So yeah, stop, stop doing Disney movies. Yeah, stop quit, quit that, quit that, man. That's not your thing. That's not no. your thing. Stick with the uh, Quentin Tarantino level movie. Exactly. That that's what that's you know they're cut from the same mold and exactly. they need to they need to stick to that. Di- they're dialogue movie makers. And oh yeah, stick you know stick with that. Um, okay, so now moving on to movie swap. I watched uh, Deepwater Horizon. Ian watched Sin City. It was a very long time ago that I watched this I at this point. So you remember. Uh, I know I gotta I gotta remember what was going on. But um, Deepwater Horizon. It's a movie I've been meaning to watch. I, well, no, actually, no. I remember it came out. I had no interest in it whatsoever. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I like Mark Wahlberg, but just all right. Oil spill thing. Oil rig explodes. Okay, I, I just didn't really care, but I yeah. but I've heard good things about it, and obviously I've seen, I've seen all of their other movies, so yeah. I needed to see this one because I love all the others. Obviously, Lone Survivor is amazing, of course, and Patriots Patriot. Day is amazing. Very good. So uh, it's like I need to see this. So I'm glad you had me watch it, and it was it was good. It was really good. Um, I don't think it was as good as those other movies. No, but uh. But it was well done, and you know it was what it was. It just stuck to the story. Very simple, very simple characters, very simple plot. This thing blew up. Just <laughs> all this stuff they did wrong, as you were saying, because I I just watched Unstoppable. It's yeah. very similar to that type of thing, sure. Where just all this random bad stuff happened at just the same time in just the perfect way. This for this human error. For this huge fluke thing to happen. Yeah. That, you know, was obviously just one of the one of the biggest disasters. Disasters ever. So uh I thought they did they did a great job of, of painting it that way. I have a feeling it probably wasn't like that much as far as like the BP executives go. I don't know. Yeah. I mean again, I mean, maybe it was that seemed like it was movie fied up for drama. Even then, like I, that's what I like about it. They weren't, they still weren't mustache twirly. Like, oh, you know, we don't sure, care sure. about how many lives are lost as long as we get our profit margins. Like, they, I thought they did a good job of, of just showing like the incompetence, right? And I mean, uh, of course, greed. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure it was played up a little bit, you know. But uh, no, but it, it was no. I thought it was really. I thought I thought it was well done. I thought it was well acted. All the people did a good job in the roles sure. that they were. And then it was, uh, again, it was just, it was simple. 
They just kept yeah. it simple. It was just yeah. this blowing up, and it was it was it was so fast. Like the movie yeah, just effective. flies through, and you're like, oh wow, that's it. That was it. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess that's true. I guess that's all it was. So yeah, like it's not some Oscar bait movie that that really like stretches out this whole significance as one event. It's like no, this is what happened. Like it, it took place in like in the course of five or six hours, probably, and that was it. And it's so different because there's not like. It's not a movie with like a resolution. It's literally no. just they got out. Yeah, couple, like, yeah. They well, survived. Yeah. Freaking nothing came of the investigation. That's kind of the sad part. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was thought that was well done. But yeah, I guess that's really all I have to say about it. It was it was good. I was glad to I was glad to finally to finally get through it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, it was on TV like two days ago. Ironically, I was watching parts of it. It's right in the part where you know everything goes to hell and. Yeah, he just he does such a good job of like conveying like the build up to it and like yeah. like the the way the music like ramps up and it's like oh you're just holding like the editing is like it's really well done and the different variations of it like yeah. the disaster I thought that was like, really it, well like done. yeah because it, like it happens in like phases like yeah there's like the, there's that first kick and then there's the second kick where like people start dying and mm-hmm. then the explosion and then yeah it's like and then the whole thing's on fire <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> yeah so uh, no no it was really good. I I, I I liked it. Um, all right, a few things on this movie. This movie came out 2016, obviously based on, you know, based on uh, real events with the BP oil spill from when was it 2014, 2013? It was only like a couple of years. Yeah, not long movie. at all. Yeah. Um, it was nominated for two Oscars: best achievements in sound editing and in visual effects, which the is kind of surprising, are- but. Visual effects are pretty. I'll say, yeah, I feel like the Academy really does not like Peter Berg. Yeah, I agree, but but uh, it got this this got nominated for a couple of uh, awards, so that's oh, definitely, yeah, technically it's yeah very impressive. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to yeah I forgot to even talk about how great Kurt Russell is in this movie. No, I mean, but he's great in everything. I know, I know, but I, I didn't know he was in this movie because it'd been yeah, that long, and I just didn't think about it. And then I saw, I was like, oh, it's Kurt Russell. What in the world yeah. is his hair? This is great. Yeah, it's always um, nice to have that little surprise with Kurt. I mean, he Kurt, always Kurt, Kurt Russell everybody. with a crew cut is something I or yeah. that that like flat top thing. I I, I, yeah. I, I need more of that. Like I did. Yeah. That's something I didn't know that I need that I wanted to see, but I'm I'm really glad to have seen it. Well, it's like because Kurt Russell like in that type of role is so believable because that's pretty much from what I hear that's pretty much how he is in real life. You know, he's like that kind of yeah, almost like blue collar, just, you know, matter of fact guy. Like I feel not... like, I feel like Chris Pratt, it's like the same, sure. they're like the same type of person. Yeah. I, I can see that too. But yeah. So like, it was perfect. Yeah. So that I forgot, I totally forgot about that. Cause he's great. Okay. <laughs> no, this was 2010, man. Okay. So that was longer than I thought it was anyway. Okay. Um, this movie had a $110 million budget and it made, it did not do well. It made $121 million. Yeah, that's not, that's not good. So it didn't do great. Um, again, I didn't have any interest in seeing it. So Yeah, I didn't either. It was, was just, it's a tough sell. Was this the first one of his, like, because he did three, as we talked about. Was this the first one, I think? No, Lone Survivor was first. Okay. It was Lone Survivor, um, and then this and Patriot Day came out the same year. That's right. Yeah, that was weird. And um, Patriot's Day is a lot better. Yeah, I, I think that's just what it is. It's like, you know, people like, I guess people were maybe afraid that, like, you know, of course, a movie about the oil spill is going to be politicized. You know, Pierre Berg is like, that's literally the opposite of what he does. Right. He doesn't politicize stuff. He just shows you what happens. But 
Yeah, it might, like, people just might have been turned off. And again, like, I, I wasn't really that intrigued, you know, when it first came out. So, I don't My know. gosh, Patriot Day didn't make any money either. No, but there was a lot of controversy with that movie, but... That had yeah. only a $45 million budget, and it made $50 million. That's a shame. That movie's great. I need I to think, watch that again. It's so good. I think, I think that one got delayed, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it did. I think it did, and, it, and that was Hurts movies, but yeah. Oh, it's really good, though. Um, it is. Anyway, uh, it has... Man, now I have to... I, I clicked off it. It has a 7.1 on IMDb. It's got... I hate this stupid thing. There we go. It's got a 3.4 on Letterboxd, and it's got an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a critics rating, and 82% audience score. Nice. So pretty high... Uh, Pretty high, high ratings. On this yeah, movie. it's like, again, it's one of those movies that everyone who sees it likes it, but not many people will see it. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, okay, so that was Deepwater Rising. Now, Ian watched uh, Sin City, and yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on, on Sin City. To me, Sin City it might be the best example of comic book to screen adaptation. Oh, I mean, I, I think I would probably wholeheartedly agree with that it's I mean, it's like, beautiful yeah i mean i i really want to like go and like watch the behind the scenes even though yeah. i feel like it's mainly just green screen still it's like it just shows you how cgi is a tool and you can use it for really like creative and amazing things instead of just like kind of lazy like oh well we need a background just you know green screen in the background this is like taking that to a whole different level but uh mm -hmm. But yeah, I would definitely agree because like, I mean, we've seen movies that are you know, like comic booky, like you know Scott Pilgrim, Three Hundred, um, you know V for Vendetta. Even the Spider Man movies, you'll have like a little like com you know comic booky transition, you know, every now and then. But mm -hmm. but this movie, yeah, it takes it to a whole another level where it feels like you were just watching a graphic novel, but just continuously in in motion picture. Yep, um, it's it's really amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it does like the it does you know, the three different stories, or I guess like four. There's like a little short story in there, but um, so it's, it's interesting because you know it's like it's not your typical narrative of you know a two hour long movie. It's like three different stories. It's kind of like I guess Pulp Fiction in a way, where the stories kind of intertwine and the characters you know appear yeah, in different bit. stories. But um, yeah, but no, I, I'm a sucker for noir. I love uh, noir films, and this is neo noir, and you know, over the top to a ridiculous degree. But because, um, like, I, I mean, I never read the the comics or whatever. Yeah, I don't know yeah. I no, I haven't either. Yeah, I'm not the I'm not the biggest Frank Miller fan. Obviously, his his work on Batman is is revolutionary. But like a lot yeah. of his other stuff, I just never got into. Uh, but no, like, I mean, it's got a great cast. I mean, my God, mm -hmm. um, you got freaking Bruce Willis. Was it Mickey Rourke who's Marv? Yep. yep. Yeah, of course. Uh, Clive Owen, who I always like. Um, they, they, you've got all these cameos. You've got like you know Jessica Alba, freaking Elijah Wood. Was mm -hmm. uh, a Powers Booth. Um, yeah, yep. just a lot. Benicio uh, Michael... del Toro. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. Rosario yeah, Dawson. Yeah, I mean you just go on and on. Uh, so mm -hmm. star star cast. I think I like Rutger Clive Hauer. Owen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I like the the maybe the Clive Owen story than the Bruce Willis story best. I think the Mickey Rourke is probably my least favorite, but still good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of hard because it's not. There's some things like you know it's not a movie I would always 
I, I think I imagine myself liking. I mean, a lot of the characters are pretty, pretty awful people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's called Sin City. It is to his credit, you know. It's it's not it's not trying to you know glamour up or gloss anything over, but uh, but yeah, but uh, you know, again, it's like this. The movie, just the style alone, is really what kind of holds it all together. Um, because yeah, you get the three different stories, and each of them are interesting, but it's just the way that they're told, um, tells you a lot. And kind of going back to 1917, it's like you can you can have a kind of streamlined story, just basic, you know, here's the mission, here's what the characters are doing. But the style in which you tell it can make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a film quite like this. I mean, again, Zack Snyder has kind of tried to mimic it with, you know, like Three Hundred and some other stuff, but never, never like this. But granted, that's, you know, I guess it was directed by Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller had who knows what type of involvement, you know, like how much he did, but. This is another one of those movies where like the plot doesn't really matter. It's just oh. it's just the characters and then this visual style. Yeah. And that's that's enough. Like it's it's great. I, w- I will say though, yeah, cuz you're right cuz definitely the the style and the characters too cuz all the characters are really colorful and interesting and unique and cuz I, I think about it cuz I remember seeing I saw Frank Miller's other movie The Spirit which is kind of a similar style and that movie was terrible. But it didn't like it, visually. You saw was, that and not yeah, this. I know. I forget why. <laughs> that makes no uh, sense. No, it doesn't. Because um, the spirit's terrible, and and I, I mean, I think it's terrible because yeah, the characters aren't good. Uh, there's there's only one story in that, and it makes no sense. <laughs> Again, it has a very similar style, like the black and white noir looking, you know, hyper. I don't know what you would call it, graphical, or whatever. But mm-hmm. um. But yeah, that movie does not nearly have like the the interest and kind of the the whole flushed out kind of cool underworld to it that this movie does, and yeah, it's definitely what holds this movie up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah but uh, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I may feel like I need to watch it again and and pick up on everything. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. So this movie came out in 2005, which is just amazing that it came out that long oh, ago. I know. Um, it has an eight. Point oh on IMDb. Oh, wow. Um, and let's see. What, what was the budget for this movie? Budget for this movie was $40 million. It made just under $160 million. Not bad. Um, so pretty good there. I hate that I got to click over there on Letterboxd. It's annoying. Right. It's got a 3.6 on Letterboxd. And it has a 77% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes and 78% um, audience score on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm glad you finally watched it. Yeah, I'm glad too. All right, now it's time to pick our next movies for Movie Swap. Oh, yes. All right, Ian, do you know what you uh, what you want me to watch? Uh, go first if you've got it. Okay. Now... It's it's a little late, which I'm a little disappointed about, because because we missed it. But but I just watched it again, and you haven't seen it, so you got to watch Groundhog Day. Oh, I was wondering. I'm like, because I, I saw you had watched that. I'm like, does Mark know I haven't seen it before? Like, oh yes. Got... Oh, I know, <laughs> and I don't understand. This is yeah one of the best comedy movies. This is heralded as one of the best all time comedy movies. 
Oh, sure. By, by most film, by a lot of film people. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's like you got this and Caddyshack as far as best Bill Murray movies. I mean, in, in my sure. opinion, like the, these uh, no, are, I do love stripes. Stri- stripes is, yeah, that's, that's fair. Stripes is great. I think, I think this is, this is probably, this is better at least oh. as far as movie goes. Um, that's what most people say. This movie is just, it's just great. And Bill Murray is just perfect. This is the perfect <laughs> Bill Murray character. This, cause it, you got, he did this and like Scrooged around the same time. And, and they're very similar characters and it's, oh, it's yeah. perfect. Like that is the best type of Bill Murray character is, is okay. that type of just total dick. Um, just narcissistic type. It's, it's, it's great. And it's, you know, he, he's a weatherman and he gets, he goes to the town for groundhog day. And then for no reason, he has to keep living the exact same day over and over and over in the same town. <laughs> that's it. There's no plot, really. That That's it. That's plot. Hey, but you can do that with a comedy, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's uh, it's just so brilliantly done. The character's amazing. It's very funny. It's an all-time classic, and you, you need to watch it. So that's what you're okay. watching. You're All finally right. watching Groundhog Day. Finally, yeah, uh, yeah. If only we. If, if we had done it last week, it would have been perfect timing. Then, I then know. you would have watched it all, like for Groundhog Day, and so, so I'm a little disappointed that uh, it's off by by a week. But oh well, you're still still watching it. So yeah, no, I'm sure I'll still enjoy it. Um, cool. All that, right. That, well, there's, there's really two movies I watch on the same day every year, and it's Groundhog Day and V for Vendetta. Oh, three. Groundhog Day, V for Vendetta, and Halloween are three movies sure. that I watch on a particular day every single year. And then, oh. and then there's others. Like usually I try and watch back to the future on my birthday. Cause it's October 21st oh, okay. and that's when back to the future two takes place in the future. Um, <laughs> so there's a few others, but, but those sure. three for sure are ones that I always watch. You watch groundhog day on February 2nd on October 31st, Halloween and November 5th, um, V for vendetta. So th- this is one of those oh. for me. Very nice. All right. Well, I think I know I'm going to have you watch, uh, seeing as how you were just talking about Nicolas Cage, wanting some Ooh. good old Nicolas Cage. Oh, I'm, um, down for, I'm down for some Nicolas Cage. Well, I, I'm not going to have you watch one of his god-awful strength of videos like Bangkok Dangerous or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, even I'm, heard of that, but that sounds great. Oh, oh you know, trust me, I'm sure you saw a trailer at one point. Um, Probably. But now I'm going to have you one that I am legitimately surprised you have not seen. One, because people claim is their favorite of this director's. People claim it's one of the best action movies of the 90s. We're going all the way back to 96, I know, far. But I'm going to have you watch The Rock. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is one that actually has been on a list for a while that I've been thinking about. Um, thinking about watching, but but just hadn't yet. Again, I, I, I'm legitimately shocked that you haven't seen it because I feel like this is a movie you would love. It's it's early Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. It's freaking uh, Nicolas Cage in his prime, but then Sean Connery, who's amazing. Sure. Uh, Ed Harris, who's the bad guy, who's really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, lo- yeah, I a, love Ed Harris, too. It's just an over-the-top, dumb, fun, action 90s movie. And Yeah, I mean, if you like early Michael Bay and stuff like that, yeah, I think you'll like this. All right, yeah, no, I'm in. Yeah, no, it's it's one that I've been meaning to to watch now for a little while, and so yeah, no, there I'm I'm all for it. That sounds great. 
All right. right. So perfect. Groundhog Day and The Rock. Sounds That's good. Combination. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be that'll be fun. All right. Well, it's time to talk about Batman the Animated Series. We watched three episodes. Three great episodes. Yeah, look at the best, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack with that. So we watched the two Feet of Clay episodes, because it's a two-parter, and then we watched Joker's Favor. So we're starting with Feet of Clay. And, uh, Ian, you uh, you rewatched these again for the first time in, in a little while. And, I did, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't screw it up like last time and had to re-rewatch them. <laughs> well, that's good. So, uh, well, your thoughts? I mean, no, freaking, like we always say, maybe other than like Cat McClaw, uh, the, the two parter episodes are usually some of the best because, it's well, like, uh, Heart of Steel isn't great. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, but, but, but for the so most far, part, for, for, for the of, most part. Yeah. And in terms of one we, we've covered so far, yeah. Usually sure, the sure. Two parts are really when they can really focus on the villain and really show, you know, especially like the kind of villain origin ones like this and um, Two-Face, obviously. But no, I mean, freaking, this one's really, really good. I mean, first of all, you got freaking Ron, it's Ron Perlman, who's, uh, uh, what's his face, right, Hagen? Um, yeah, it's Ron Perlman, right? Yes, 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 it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone, I mean, Ron Perlman has one of the best voices in the, in the, you know, uh, freaking Hollywood. Um, so just getting him as Clayface is awesome. But yeah, it's like you forget how great of a villain Clayface can be. Because um, mm-hmm. I feel like he really sadly isn't used a lot. Because, uh, I mean, like these are, as we talked about, some of the best episodes, very highly acclaimed. Uh, and then he was used really well in the uh, Arkham City games. Uh, but I feel like other than that, like I, you hardly ever see him. Yeah, he's not. They don't do enough with him. I agree. It's like they don't know what to do with him. Yeah, and this is what you do with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like again, you have a, a guy who can like take any shape, but you still have that like that, that like that trauma of this like villain who's like been like you know mutilated in a way and like you know um, is like tormented and it was like all this identity issues. So you can actually get into it. It's not just some dumb, you know, alien who can change shapes is like right, that's all right. there is to it. Like no, there's like there's some horror elements. There's some I mean obviously we this is definitely one of the more mature episodes when you think about freaking how Hagen like turns into or gets turned into Clayface. My God. I mean it's like a drug a- drug addict episode. Yeah. Like there's so much of that. Which- We've already seen. We've already seen hinted to in, right. in a couple we've, of episodes, and some we've seen literally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nothing subtle about it. Yeah, yeah. So that I, I mean, that's um, you know that that's a whole another a whole another level. Yeah, but it's like the like, it, but it's so gruesome. Like the way they turn him into Clayface, like they they like they pour it down his like throat. And it's like, my God! Like again, this is a kid show. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh I still don't understand that no, part. Mean, that that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I mean, granted, the whole kind of cream, the way it's able to like restore like sure, trauma, sure. you know, yeah. And then of course, yeah, it's like how would it just being poured down your stomach? Turn I mean, your whole to be body? honest, until you said it, I never even thought they were pouring it down his throat. I thought they were just piling it onto his face, and it was just going into his skin. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the. Probably both. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. Um, that's a little weird. Sure. 
But again, it's like <laughs> okay. the The part of the episode. All right, you got an episode with uh, obviously there's this big, big uh, cream monster, and and you know there's a bunch of ridiculous stuff with as far as that goes. But the whole thing where Batman is tracking down uh, Raymond Bell, and then he picks his car up with the bat plane. Oh yeah, and then is flying around, and then he just grabs the guy's arm with like a, uh, I don't know, some sort of grabber on the front of the bat wing, and it's just flying him around, hanging by <laughs> his arm, and then the guy passes out, and then he's like, oh, "I'll just drop him in this pool from 500 feet up," and yeah. you're like, "No, no, no, he's dead." Yeah, <laughs> like, if, if, he's if, he, so if he starts hits the pool, he's gonna drown. Yeah. Also, Batman has enough confidence that he's going to drop a dude from a mile up and he's going to hit a pool. Yeah, you know how hard that would be to aim? Like, my God. <laughs> Even when you watch it, it looks like he's going to hit the side and then at the last second, it like, the body magically moves over into the pool. Yeah, Like, yeah. even they couldn't animate it accurately. Like, <laughs> like he could actually... Anyway, I, that every time I watch that, I'm just like, okay, all right, I'll let it go, I guess, but I'm pretty yeah. sure Batman just tried to kill this guy. I mean, I mean, he he goes a little over the edge in in in, in these episodes. Like when he's, well, I mean, granted, he's bluffing the one guy when he's got the sure, vial. Sure, sure, that's up great him. though. Oh, it's still great because, like, especially you now, because like it's personal. It's like you know they're going after Lucius Fox, so it's like that's when Batman is like, I don't care. Like, I'm at least gonna make it seem like I don't care if you live or die. You know. Sure, sure. Which I mean, that that's fine. That that's always oh, yeah. a part of the. Again, of course, you find out it's like a seawater, or whatever. It's like again because right. Batman's not a murderer, <laughs> right? But that that is great with the oh yeah the uh, the germaphobe germaphobe guy. They do a good job with henchmen our... in this episode. Like henchmen they are do, usually yeah. just kind of blah, and they give them all something to do in yeah. this one. You know, they, yeah, they the one guy has the headset, listens to police band. This guy's a germaphobe. Like that's all you yeah. need. You don't need to go too much farther than that. But yeah, it, it gives even, them personality. He's even called germs, right? I think. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do yeah, call um, germs. Yeah, and this is our first uh, introduction to Daggett, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's always cool to see him. Um, He's not yeah, in a they, lot, though. They don't use him a lot. They use Rupert Thorne pretty much for everything. Yeah, that's why I think I remember, yeah. Um, but it was, it was kind of cool to see Daggett mentioned in uh, Dark Knight Rises, so that was well, interesting. I'm trying to think. I only know of him in two episodes, and it's these two, and it's the one with uh, Catwoman. Is it? And, is it? And is the, it, the stray animals. Is it Daggett, Daggett or Thorn in the appointment in Crime Alley? Uh, I don't remember. He might be in that one. Maybe. But yeah. Oh no, uh, that is Daggett. That is Daggett. That is. That's yeah, what I no, that yeah. is Daggett. Okay, so three. Yeah. But, so yeah, episode, not many. But still, it's like, yeah, getting to see Clayface, and dude, I mean, he is, is like, what, what this episode does a great job, or both episodes do a great job of showing is like just how powerful he is, and like, yeah. how Batman is like no match for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like being able to, like, I mean, his face is like Carnage, you know, or like Venom, where he can turn, you know, his his arms or anything into a weapon or whatever. And it's like, yeah, how does freaking Batman fight that? Uh, not very easily. No. So yeah, there's um, some great action in this one. Yeah, that's uh, that's that that's really well done. It's just an it's just different. It just it is. it's it's a different character and it's a different type of anime. Like this isn't a Batman episode. It it doesn't no. really 
have any you, you don't follow Bruce or Batman really at all. It's no, pretty much like, all about Clayface. Yeah, it's, it's just like the Two Face episodes, and, and yeah, that's why they're so good. Is like every now and then they can kind of be like, okay, we're gonna focus on the villains here. Of course, it's still a Batman show, but yeah, the the episodes feel like they're something completely different. It's not just oh, Batman has to save the day or figure out this uh you know investigation, whatever. It's like yeah, you're following this guy who's just like going down the rabbit hole or you're just you're like decomposing quite literally. It's like yeah, again, <laughs> this is a good show. Ah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's hard to believe. Um, I know, <laughs> but it's for it's for the best. Uh, the the end is always weird to me. I I just think that's an odd, it's an odd ending. Obviously, you need a big set piece to end it with, but sure. just just seems a little goofy. Like you, like you mean like when Batman plays all the yeah different like well even yeah. before that. So they're in what the they're in the the studio like the yeah the TV studio or whatever. And you have the moment when Batman gets pinned to the wall with Clayface's hand. And, well, it's it's a good thing he pinned him right there. Because yeah. Batman then, then uses that positioning to, to kick him straight into the door that he needed to go into. It's like, yeah. oh, that was convenient. And, or just uh, how Batman like assumed that like him seeing all of his past roles would cause him to start like freaking out and stuff. It's yeah, like, that's, that's a little weird. I don't really get get that how it just makes him go crazy and he's like i can't control it's like why don't you just close your eyes man like yeah yeah but again like how did batman also know that that's uh that's well because he's batman i guess like, yeah a little, little gamble there because he was gonna die oh yeah no doubt <laughs> yeah. about it <laughs> he was screwed he really liked that on this one he was gonna die <laughs> uh and then the whole thing of him just like going crazy and then just getting electrocuted the whole thing is just odd and then especially in the end when it didn't really matter it's kind of like i don't know it's just a little weird yeah it's kind of like why did why did he give up like because uh, you find out yeah it doesn't kill him so why didn't he just and he keep escaped going and at some him? point in this yeah so okay i mean granted yeah he's liquefied i mean yeah him escaping but but yeah, it's like, dude, you were you had Batman pinned, you were ready to kill him. Yeah, you started freaking out, but then like obviously electricity doesn't affect you. So shouldn't you just be like, Oh, back to it. Let me trap you again and yeah. decapitate you or Yeah, it was that that's a little weird. But uh sure. I mean it just as really when you're, just just as watching it, it it works. So uh Yeah, of course. Yeah, so that's 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 fine. Um yeah, like how cool of a villain he is, of course they want to use him again, so you can't kill him off. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, of course. And also, it's a kid's show. You don't kill anybody. That too, especially with this already <laughs> traumatic episode. Which is weird, because, like, he dies for all intents See, I mean, and yeah. purposes, like, in the episode until... And then at the end, you find out he's not. But, like, in that, like, oh, in that moment, like, he's dying. <laughs> yeah. So, it's like, jeez. Like, that's, uh, uh, that's a little up there. Um... That's a little, yeah, a little up there, man. But, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, another good reference I was seeing looking at this episode, it has a very, uh, very T2 vibe. Yeah, that's what it. I'm thinking of, yeah. Cause very, it, well, uh, a T1000 vibe. Oh, for sure, yeah, because when did, when did T2 come out? Uh, the year before, 91. There you go. Because he definitely has a Terminator feel to it. Um, oh, of course. Which is, which is good. 
that, that's why awesome. it's so effective too because i mean that's that's terrifying uh yes yes it is it's very terrifying and also just the character design is horrifying yeah, he looks great like other other i don't know why he has six misshapen teeth in his mouth but like it works it works yeah <laughs> it looks so creepy and the the dead mud eye, like mud yellow eyes yeah. are great and then yeah. you get the great moment at the end when he's the girl and then you just see the eyes oh yeah like, that's, okay that's creepy yeah it's terrifying <laughs> yeah because like other stuff they usually like other like even in the arkham games when they like show him he's literally just clay and his eyes are just kind of like sunken in like, he doesn't have any, like, humanoid features, like, no eyes or teeth or anything. Mm-hmm. And it really does make a difference. Because otherwise, yeah, he just looks like a monster who's made out of clay, whereas here he looks like, he looks like, uh, like, uh, like, unworldly. Like, it's, it's yeah. weird. But yeah. It's really. No, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah, great um, Yeah, I don't know what else, uh. What else really say about this? It's awesome. Oh, didn't didn't they use Clayface in um in a freaking um hush right? That was what else I've seen him recently. Um, I think so. Well, uh, did did they use him in the movie of Hush? The movie, yeah, because they use him in the book. But... Oh no, that's what it is. Yeah, in the book, but not the movie. I think. Yeah, I don't remember that movie. Just was in and out for me because it was so horrible. Exactly. I don't remember that's if they even used him at all. Be... I don't think they did. Yeah, they Maybe might not. have. I don't remember, but they uh... did. The movie's so freaking forgettable. And in, in the book, terrible. they do. He's a big part. Yeah, of so... course. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't either. But but this is great. This is perfect Clayface. This is, great. This is the best Clay yeah, Clayface in any medium for sure. Absolutely. I would love to see Clayface in the movie if he's like this. Yeah, if they can do this right, I I, I definitely yeah, agree. You got the technology, my God. I know. I know. So uh see. you know, we'll we'll uh we'll see. So um there's there's some interesting things in this episode. One, the fact that Batman can figure out this guy's identity from punching him in the face. Yeah. He's literally like, I know I've hit that jaw before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pushing it a little bit. Like, come on, like, yeah, Batman's, that's a little far. Especially like Batman's hands are probably just like he probably haven't even feeling in it in them anymore from just punching people so much. But, but yeah, to be able to be like, huh, that jaw is a little bit softer than the other one. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, he uses a lot of very weird descriptions of bad guys in this. He calls them a lot of names. Um, oh yeah, he does. He, he calls them dirt bags. Uh, scumwads, yeah, uh, sleaze. Yeah. Like he he uses a lot of weird, uh, uh, um, I don't know, like interesting Slang. interesting words. Did Paul Dini write this one? Um, I no no he didn't. It was a uh, oh. um. Oh, Marv. It was Marv uh, Wolfman, I think. Yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, there's some interesting interesting descriptions. From, yeah, not uh, Batman's usual lingo. Uh, the best Batman line is when he chases germs into that the room full of the uh, the bacteria and, and viruses. And he's just like, there's all these viruses and bacteria. He's like, I could be infected. And he just goes, I know. It's like, <laughs> yes. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yes. Yeah, come that's, on. That's, that's awesome. That is, uh, that is, that, that's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> All right, let's see. This is the first appearance of Clayface, obviously. 
of of Roland Daggett, which we talked about. It's also the first appearance of Lucius Fox in the show. I was going to ask. I'm like, I think this is also the mm-hmm. first time we've seen Fox. Yeah. Yep, nice. it is. Um, let's see. It obviously has very similar is very similar to Two Face. Sure. The the two part. Um, the title is a pun on the biblical fa- uh, phrase "feet of clay" from the Book of Daniel. Oh. Um, used to indicate a weakness or a hidden flaw in the character of a respected person. Oh, I never never knew that. So that's that's interesting. Um, the verse is, Thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image, his feet part of iron and part of clay, and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Ah. So interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, What's your title? Yeah, no, definitely does. Um, the Imperial Pictures lot bears, surprisingly, a striking resemblance to Warner Brothers Studios. In, <laughs> in, Bur- in uh, Burbank, California. Nice. Um, let's see. Over the years, there was a rumor that Max Shrek, obviously one of the characters in the terrible Tim Burton movie, was originally <sighs> meant to be featured in the episode along um, with his company Shrek's, but he was then replaced by Roland Daggett and Daggett Industries. Um, but apparently that wasn't true. But that was just that was a rumor going around. Apparently Bruce Tim said that was never the case. But that was, I that hope was that. a big rumor. Um, Is, did Bruce Tim ever come out and say like he doesn't like uh, Batman Returns or whatever? I don't think so. Not that I know. I of. wouldn't be surprised if he did it. I I hope he wouldn't. I don't understand how anyone can like it. But uh, that's a different story. Um, yeah. This is interesting. The episode has a similar subplot to the feature film Catwoman. As oh, my God, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the freaking cream. As both stories feature rejuvenating cream with harmful side effects, oh. addictive properties, and some superhuman enhancement. Well, hey, thank God this came out years before that movie, so it's not like... And you, have, you haven't even seen that movie. Of course God. not. Why have you... Uh, I, I might just make you watch that. Why one. have you? <laughs> I I forget why. I think my sister wanted to watch it. And, uh, oh, no, no, no. And it, it was like right when it came out too. So it was like before anyone no, knew how bad. It, no. I mean, people no. knew how bad it was instantly, but yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't. Know uh, that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, obviously, it also has similar subplot to The Dark Knight Rises, as both stories have Daggett. Um, Daggett although it's it's real. John Daggett. In, yeah, in the Dark Knight, not Roland Daggett, like it's supposed yeah. to be. Um, them okay. joining forces with supervillains to take over Wayne Enterprises by unethical and illegal means. Uh, okay. Obviously, the supervillains are different. Sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, so obviously that's there. Uh, part 2 was nominated for the Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Music Direction and Composition. So, got nominated okay. for an Emmy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. that's... You know that that's interesting. So I guess those are a couple things there. And sure. uh, but yeah, two two really good episodes, two really solid episodes. Very good. Um, but now we can finish talking about that and talk about one of the greatest episodes of the entire series, and that is yes. Joker's favor. Ian, this is a perfect episode. I I, I fully agree. And Batman is not in it. He's barely in it. <laughs> like at all. Like he's, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's not the very in end. it. <laughs> yeah. He literally, you don't see him until 
Bruce Wayne is at Commissioner Gordon's party. Yeah. Party. Yeah. And then you don't see Batman until literally at the very end. Yeah, it's great. And this is one of the best episodes of the whole series. And why is that? Uh, cause, um, I think this is the best script Paul Dini wrote, and that includes Heart of Ice. I think this is better. I would agree. I mean, because this is... No one else thinks that, but they're wrong. Yeah. This is a better script. Would you say this is maybe, like, the best, like, like, story for Joker, like, you could ever get, like, in terms of, like, I feel like this is the best... Especially in this show. Yeah. Like, just, this is, like, the best situation to showcase how good the Joker is. And it's in a way that uh, you can put on a kid's cartoon. Exactly, yeah. And it's, like, the most horrifying thing. Yeah, I mean, that's... uh, Yeah, I mean, we should just get into it. But, yeah, my God. You want to break down the story? I mean, it's it's a real... Again, a real simple story. It's this one guy, you know, this everyday schlub, uh, Charlie Collins... You know, stuck in rush hour traffic, coming home from work, you know, crappy job, crappy life. And, uh, you know, like all these police cars and the Batmobile goes by and he's like, what's going on? And then this one car like cuts him off and, he, you know, he's he finally has enough and he uh, cuts him off again and like, you know, makes him miss his exit. And he's like cursing out the car and the freaking window rolls down and he just sees the Joker there. And, and this is the best part. It's like the Joker also being mad. The Joker's smiling as he's doing it with just <laughs> this evil smile of like, just like, I've got you now. Like, like it, that's like, to me, that's like the most terrifying idea of the Joker is like him, not like holding the city for ransom, about to blow something up is like just running into him as like any other person is terrifying. Yep. Like, I, I just love that idea of he could be the car next to you. Cause that's what I love about the Joker. I love the idea of like what made him the Joker could be, someone just cutting him off one day and him just snapping and having enough. Mm-hmm. And then, so, ah, oh, it's such a great image of just, you know, the, <laughs> he's got the hat on and, and the, the shadow just kind of reveals. And again, you just see him there smiling. Cause it's like, he's found his next victim. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's just from right out, right no, from it's, the start. It's so good. When and he's then, just, like, when he's sitting there and he's all depressed, you know, he didn't get the raise. He's, his wife's making meatloaf and like, uh, I think he's like kid needs braces, like all this stuff at the same time. And then all of a sudden you just see, you know, a car just come flying by or like cops just come flying by and he's like, move out of the way. And he's like, oh, come on. And then the Batmobile comes flying by and has to move out of the way. And he's like, what's, what's their hurry and everything. And then, and then, and then another car cuts him off and he's like, that does it, you know, and just takes <laughs> off after it starts yeah, yelling at him ever. and then it's the Joker. And just his just reaction, he's just like, oh, oh no, <laughs> just, just so, and he's just yelling. And he's like, oh, what do you think? You're not, you know, not following the road, not following the rules, just cutting people off all this stuff. And then he sees the Joker, and he just drives, you know, tries to pull away, and he's like, oh, that was the Joker. Instant regret. And yeah. Then you just see the Joker turn the turn signal on and stick uh-huh. his hand out the window and just slowly get over behind him, following like- all the rules. Because, I mean, think about what could be more terrifying than, yeah, you running into the oh, man. and then seeing that he's going to now follow you. Like, oh, like, uh. And he's uh, doing it in the most polite way possible. Exactly. It's like, no, nothing. Like, literally, I could be running from Batman, but nothing else is more important to me right now 
than just finding out who you are and tormenting you. Like, <laughs> it's so good. And then, of course, he, he, you know, cuts him off a couple times, and then, you know, his car breaks down, and so he's he's walking around. And then he even yelled at him. When he was yelling at him, he's like, you know, if I had two cents, I would say... And that's when he sees the Joker, and so then he... <laughs> It breaks down and he comes out of the car and he's sitting by a tree and you see two pennies land by his feet and he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> you see the Joker and he goes, there's your two cents. Now, what were you going to do to me? <laughs> oh, Again, man. like, just the idea that the Joker is like, can just take the time of his day to like, find out like, what this random guy is all about. It just shows you how like, he doesn't, he has no motive. He has no evil plan. Literally, he just goes as the wind takes him. Yeah. That, that, that he lives for this. Yes. This is he lives for Batman and he lives for this. Yes, which we'll see later too. Is oh so good. And it's just the most. Oh, it's just the most perfect. It's just the most perfect thing. And so he 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 you know he has him there and and then of course Charlie's just breaking down, just begging. He's just like I'll you know I'll do anything. Just to, Joker just perks up and he's like oh, yeah. anything. He goes. Uh yeah, he goes. All right, he goes. <laughs> he goes. Okie dokie. <laughs> he just goes. Wallet. And he's like, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I don't have much cash. <laughs> he goes. Oh please, don't insult me. <laughs> what do you think I am? Some common criminal. <laughs> uh, that's a, a that's a great moment. Him just being insulted by him saying he does like thinking he's just robbing his wallet is great. And then of course takes his you know takes his uh is a ID and it's like, all right, perfect. And, uh, all right, you can just go back home and, uh, or no. And he's just like, all right, I'll let you go. If you promise to do just one thing for me, he goes, uh, okay. What? I don't know. I haven't thought of it yet. <laughs> like that, that is just the greatest thing. He's like, I don't know. I just want to mess with this guy. And exactly. Like, yeah. He like, he, again, he has like nothing even at the moment that he is like coming down the pike. It's like, <laughs> Well, I'm sure eventually I'll be tormenting someone else, and you might you might come in handy then. Oh, but that's one of the two best lines of the the episode. Is he's just I oh don't yeah. No, I haven't thought of it yet. And you're just <laughs> like this is great. <laughs> and uh, so you know he takes that and he's like, all right, you can just go back home, and then when I need you, I'll I'll give you a call. And then of course it cuts two years later, and uh, you know the Joker's doing stuff and he sees that Gordon is about to be celebrated with this like policeman's ball or whatever it is. And, uh, he's like, all right, well we need to take, uh, take care of this. <laughs> and then we get introduced to the first appearance of Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, it is. yeah. So speaking of birds of prey coming out, she's about to get her own movie. And this God. was the first, uh, first ever appearance. She was literally written as just a hench girl. And, and, that, and that's where she excels. It's like when you freaking take her out and mm-hmm. make her a hero and give her a movie. It's like, okay, I'm I'm done with you. Yeah, who cares? Um, but here she's great. Yeah, she's fantastic in this role. <laughs> it's great. Like right from the start, oh, yeah. whenever you see this, I'm just like, how did they not know this was going to be a great character? Yeah, like how did it take and how did it take this long for someone to like think of a character like this? Yeah, because it's perfect. Oh yeah, um, it's it's fantastic as this just just uh, totally enamored, do whatever you want sidekick who's Office, infatuated yeah. with the Joker, mm-hmm. um, and obviously this before the character was fully developed and fleshed out and everything. Just the first, yeah, the, and first here she like here they make no like reference to her being a psychiatrist or whatever. It's, or attracted like, to the Joker, really. 
Yeah, because at one point she's like, oh, beauty school isn't looking too bad right, right. now. It's like, yeah, this is definitely before her full backstory. Sure, sure. Um, but that's, it's such a, it's such a great, it's such a well-done character. Um, oh, yeah. I love the moment when he's, he's doing this big elaborate speech about getting back to Gordon and then, uh, she, and then he, uh, he said, I don't remember what he says. He says something and then he's like, who, who should be able to celebrate commissioner Gordon, but me. And then, you know, Harley starts like cheering for oh, yeah. him. <laughs> he just turns over and starts bowing to everyone. Starts bowing to the other henchmen. The guy's just reading a Tiny Toons comic. Yep, I and saw that. Uh, not paying. And they're not really paying attention. And then he sees him. And he's like, oh, and starts clapping. And the other guy's not looking, so he like nudges him, and he's like, start clapping, start clapping, and they <laughs> start start applauding the Joker. That's great. And then so he's like, all right, I got a plan. And he goes, and then so. He's like, but we need we need someone else. And she's like, oh, who are you you know what are you gonna who are you gonna call? And he's like, oh, you know, I I I got the perfect person. So of course he car- calls Charlie, who's moved to another state and has a different name and everything, trying to get away from the Joker. And he's just like, and so he picks up the phone. He's like, oh, hello, Charlie. He's like, no, that's <laughs> that's not mine. That's not my name. I, you know. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is the right person. <laughs> he goes, Charles Michael Collins. He's like, how did you find me? He's like, found you? I I never lost you. He's like, yeah, you've, been, like you've been my hobby. It's like just the idea of, yeah, the, the Joker not for one minute forgetting about him, but then him thinking like two years later, oh, I'm in the clear. Like, I haven't heard anything. Right. I'm sure I'm safe now. It's like the Joker just calling him like, hey, Charlie, now like, I still remember you. It's like, hey, I'm ready now. I haven't forgotten. Yeah. It's like, just imagine that. I've been terror. keeping track of all your name changes and where you've been moving. Yeah, like you never, you never lost me once. Right, and that's terrifying. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, that's uh, oh, it's great. So he's like, all right, you need to do this, or, or obviously, I know where your family lives. So, so he flies back to you know to Gotham, and then you see Harley pick him up. when he shows up you see joker with just huge grin on his face like oh charlie you know how have you been and like like he's seeing this best friend yeah they're old friends (laughs) from years and he's like oh you you know you look great and all that stuff and he's like so all right i just need you to do this thing for me and then then you can go right on back home he's like okay so they go into the you know they go to the ball and they're in the truck and he's like all right so here we go now, here's the plan, Charlie. When Harley knocks on the door three times, you open it. He's like, eh, eh, and, and? He's like, and that's it. He goes, wait, that's it? You called me all this way just to open a door? He's like, well, look at the size of the cake, man. She can't open the door and push it in all at once. Think. <laughs> that's the best line. It's oh, like so he's good. nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that like, is my favorite Joker moment ever in any medium, probably ever. Is that oh, moment right there? If, yeah, there, if is there wrong. ever any more perfect explanation of the character of the Joker than in like that little stretch of dialogue? Yeah, and then I, no, I mean it, that perfectly sums up his his like psychosis in one letter in one sentence. This guy has completely tortured and tormented this guy for two years, and 
all he wants from him is is just for him to open the door because he because because he and 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 the other funny thing is this isn't even him doing it like as a joke no he's like no i needed someone to open the door and i just (laughs) wanted to go through all this to bring you in (laughs) oh that is probably the funniest moment of the whole animated series Uh, yeah probably it is fantastic um so of course they're in and and you know you see commissioner gordon and everything and they're they're gonna uh celebrate him but then of course harley quinn comes in with the cake and then they have this nerve gas that paralyzes everyone and then he puts a bomb on the commissioner and it's like all right i'm gonna blow up the whole police force and that's that's fine then batman saw this random swinging bat thing that charlie used in the window which is very that's a little far-fetched but it's fine um oh yeah the way he uh, signals him yeah it's like why would they have that there yeah that's a little it's a little weird and um so batman ends up coming and is able to get the bomb out which is which is funny because he goes in charlie tells him what the bomb is he Oh yeah, that's the thing. When Charlie opens the door, his hand gets stuck to the uh, be, of course. stuck to the thing, and then Joker's leaving. He's like, "No, let me let me go." You said I could go home, and he's like, "Yeah, but I never said alive." Which <laughs> like, another great Joker thing. But Batman comes in and takes the bomb and yeah, man. and gets it out of the thing and hit an explosion as Joker and his henchmen are leaving. And they're like, "What? No, that came from outside." He's like, "No, okay, we got to get out of here. I smell a bat." He's like, "Let's go to the van." And then they just look <laughs> out, and Harley's like, "Uh, boss." You see the van's been blown up by the bomb. He's like, all right, we'll just tough it out in here. Yeah, that's the best. Like, he doesn't freak out and, like, lose it. He's like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we have this very random Batman-Joker fight in an Indiana Jones temple. Yeah, there's this full freaking, like, temple set with booby traps and everything. Why is there a temple? And then even Joker says, and it's completely accurate, down to the poison-tipped <laughs> darts. Yeah, what? that's funny. <laughs> Why? Why? Why does this exist? I don't, uh, I'm not sure about that, but that uh, that doesn't make any sense. Um, the henchmen slowly start to try. No. They start to try and take Batman out uh, very unsuccessfully, and then of course he runs into Harley, and then she's just like, "I know what you're thinking. You're thinking how could a, a pretty innocent girl get roped into roped into all this?" Which I think is great. Because I almost feel like that's a straight up take from the Batman '60s show. I don't know if it's oh, done yeah, on you're purpose, right. oh, but it seems like yeah. it's an exact All parallel. Because every single female character is oh the led astray by bad, you know, by bad villain. company and yeah. stuff like that. And she even makes a joke oh. with that, and then of course goes after him with totally knife, right. and he's just like, no, I I don't care. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um no, you're definitely right. I didn't think about that. I, I thought of that watching that today. I was like, ah, that almost seems like it's a it's a reference to the I, female little hench you know, hench girls in the Batman sixties show. Sure. But who knows? Who knows if it is or not. But um Yeah, that's that's great. So then the Joker's about to escape though, because he blows up the temple. And at the last second, here comes Charlie with a Joker bomb. And Joker's just like, oh, what do you want? Just go away. And I love how he's not even going to kill him or anything. He just doesn't no. care. He's just like, Some all right, I've yeah. used you. Like, go away. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, no, no, no. And he just punches him. 
And he's like, no, I've been running too too long, and my family is, you know, I need to keep my family safe, and this is the only way to do it. And he's like, and I can destroy people's dreams too. It's like, you, you know, all you're not going to get your big final fight with the Dark Knight. Tomorrow we're going to see the Joker blown up by just a nobody. <laughs> and, he, and that's just, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, because that that's so what awesome. that terrifies the Joker. It's like, again, the Joker isn't afraid of dying. Like, he does not care. But if he dies without being able to, like, finally torment Batman or some blaze of glory, oh, my yep. God, yeah, that terrifies him. And this is the only time, I think, in the whole series where anything like this is mentioned. Oh, yeah. I think and so. that that's is just, that, that's another thing, which is the pure essence of the Joker. Yep. And this just gets every aspect of it just perfectly. Oh, yeah. And references every part of the Joker. And Cause it, it, it's Because so right after that, what he does is, is, is great. It's like, <laughs> he for once, he, he's calling out for Batman to help him. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he's, just, he's like, yeah, yeah, he does. He actually yells for Batman to come to come and save him. And then, like, smiles when he sees him over there. Well, the best part is, like, Batman's been there, like, you know, just watching it and, like, taking right. it in. He's like, how long have you been there? He's like, <laughs> like, long enough. Long enough. <laughs> and then he's like, come on, Charlie, you don't you don't have to do this. And he's like, yeah, it's the only way to keep my family safe. And then and then he throws the bomb at him, and Joker's just like, ah! And then just, it's a fake one. It's a fake, fake Joker bomb. And then, and then that's the first, it's the first time Batman laughs. Yeah. In the whole series, and it's the only time he ever really laughs. In the whole series. He laughs in the Mad Love episode, but it's more at Harley Quinn. Yeah. And uh, that's that's it. Like, he doesn't laugh any other time. This is the only time he, like, legitimately laughs. Oh, wow. I, is, I, yeah, uh, I didn't think about that. Which is, but no, which is so pretty perfect. interesting. And uh, uh, it's just, that's it's just, it's awesome. This uh, episode is just perfect. It really is. Yeah, I mean, other than the random, fully equipped with booby traps. Yeah, it's a little uh, weird. Uh, tomb that comes out of nowhere. This this episode is great because yeah, it, never have I seen like one specific example like get the Joker right in like every aspect. Yep, and then just having the Joker just get outdone by a nobody he's just oh, been toying great. with is just awesome. Yeah, that is oh. just such a great ending. It really is. Oh yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, easily top five. I mean, it's, it's so good. I don't, I don't know where else to even say about it. We just <laughs> got you over it. It is. Uh, it, it's it's perfect. It it's is. like again, it's, it's like the best Joker we've seen without him even killing anybody. No, no, he doesn't really do right. anything. <laughs> no, not in this episode. No. Um, like a van blows up. He's like, oh, all right, improvise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see this. Obviously, this episode is actually the first appearance of the Joker on the show as far as air day. Oh, air day. OK, well, man, what a what a way to introduce him. Because Christmas with the Joker was aired like in November, like closer to Christmas time. This, this is such a better introduction, too. It's like yes, it is yes, this, like this aired him. September 11th, 1992. So a couple like a couple months before the next Joker episode or before Christmas yeah. with the Joker. Oh man, such a perfect yeah. They should have like produced it that way, where this is the first time we see him. Mm-hmm. I I totally agree. Um, let's see. 
that's already there. Um, yeah, I already said that one. A few instances where Batman laughs. Actually, it's one of the few instances in the entire like DC animated universe where Batman laughs. I, I can believe that because I'm like, I don't know if I've heard Kevin Conroy laugh too many this, times. This like... mentions three times, and it's ah. this one. It's in Mad Love with the Harley with Harley Quinn, and then in Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker when he has been doused with Joker venom, and Bruce oh, Wayne sure. is laughing in the thing, yeah. and that's wow. it. Like that's that crazy. includes Justice League and all those other movies, and those are really the only three instances. Yeah, no, I, I totally believe it. Um, also, Charlie's driver's license, it uh, confirms that Gotham City is in the state of New York. Oh. Because it's, it's a New York uh, license. Nice. Which is interesting there. Um, let's see. Harley's uh, chauffeur disguise would later be used for Macy Gra- the Macy Graves design. I was going to say. The, like, the, uh, Mercy Graves design. I was gonna say, I'm like, it's crazy how much she looks like Mercy, just with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So they used that for the Superman animated series. Weird. Um. Let's see. During the pan of Springdale, Ohio, uh, background characters include Sherman and Roberta from "I've Got Batman in My Basement." Oh, nice. Which I never noticed, but that's I that's pretty either. interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um. Which doesn't make any sense because they're in Gotham anyway. Yeah, but, well, uh, okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, so those are just, I guess, a few few things that I could find. I think I most most that... of the stuff we already knew, we already know about. So, yeah, I think I heard that Charlie, his design is supposed to look like Paul Dini too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I because I know uh, that was the case. I think with the video store guy in the. Grey Ghost episode. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. So yeah, interesting, interesting. But yeah, this is one of the best episodes for sure. Absolutely, top five. Yeah, this... One of my favorite ones. The best Joker one for sure. It's, yeah. The it's... only other Joker thing that he, that is on par with this is in the Man That Killed Batman, and Joker's sure. eulogy of Batman. Oh, yeah. That, that's yeah. the only thing in the entire series that is on par with this episode in my opinion yeah. like those are the two best examples of the joker by far yeah i mean there's a, there's a couple moments in the batman superman world's finest but yeah i mean n- nothing quite like this though yeah yeah well yeah but that's uh that's pretty much it that's 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 joker's favors so we watched joker's favor and um uh, watched the clayface episodes clay, yeah. three real solid episodes yeah i mean i don't know if you're gonna find a better set of three so next week we'll go back to the Adam West Batman show. Uh, we got another another couple of another episode or two episodes, I guess technically that will that we'll get to and let's see which one we're on. We did Catwoman last, which was a great episode. Very good. And so we're going back to the Penguin. We're going okay. uh, to Penguin and we're gonna watch the Penguin go straight. And okay, look at this. This is by far the best two titling, like like the best two titles put together of any episode we've seen so far. Okay. Most of them are not great. No, they're they're, they're, they're pretty rats. forced, and they they say rats in there at some point. 
Um, usually the second one is literally just trying Whatever. to rhyme in some yeah. desperate way. Um, it, yeah, not great. This one is awesome. It's called The Penguin Goes Straight. That's the first one. And yeah. the second part is called Not Yet He Ain't. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. That is awesome because it yeah. describes both both episodes. Like, that is that's awesome. That is yeah, that's, fantastic. That's very good. <laughs> so, uh, that, yeah, that's going to be fun. So, th- this is going to be about the penguin basically trying to convince everyone that he's gone legit. So, nice. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Down. So that's gonna be fun. That's what we get next week. So nice. definitely tune in next week for that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Post updates to all the episodes and just other random pop culture stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, any final thoughts, Ian, before we sign off? No, I mean, yeah, was, we we took a week off, but man, what a what a couple of episodes to come back to. Some yeah. of the best. Yeah, definitely a great thing to uh, to return to. That's for sure. All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, I'm Mark. I'm in. Have a great week. Bye.